Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Yes, Nico, you ready? I'm ready. We're all ready. Let's ready. ready. And holy shit! Hi <laughs> <laughs> for the girls. Woo! I was this sweating is, in my seat trying to get doing nothing. I was doing nothing but sweating. Hi for I the am, girls. I am Nick Westrate. I'm Jason Black. And this is a podcast about queer people, gay people, lesbian people, all kinds of people who celebrate female performers, preferably iconic female performers. Yeah, but sometimes we don't do the iconic ones. What do you mean? They're always iconic, preferably. <laughs> they have to be iconic. We love talking about um, we love talking about their career, celebrating it, and discussing um, some of their greatest achievements. Yes. This is an uplifting podcast. This is an inspirational podcast. It's a podcast where you just go to just stand out over your favorite queens. We keep it diva positive. <laughs> we keep it light. We keep it fresh. We keep it bouncy. Jason, who is this a podcast for? This is a podcast for the original sin. This is a podcast for the girls, for the girls who just want to have fun. Oh, <laughs> tricky, <laughs> tricky, dicky. <laughs> this is a podcast. This is a podcast for everyone looking for um, their Romy to their Michelle. This is a podcast for bankrupt rock stars. This is a podcast uh, for blue battle angels yeah this is a podcast for wearing every necklace you could have ever found around your neck at the same time yay okay now i'm gonna okay this is nick's gonna cut this one because yeah because i know he's gonna cut this one but i told him i, I had this was the first one i came up with it's vulgar it's really awful but i can't stop saying it. i've been saying it every time i've li been listening to this album a hundred times which is this is a podcast for <laughs> This is a podcast for Tipper Gore uh, learning to <laughs> learning to flick her bean. <laughs> Wait, what does Tipper Gore have to do with that? A, a filthy, filthy fifteen. She Bob was a, was one of the filthy fifteen that she was using as a as to put on the parental guidance. Really. Yeah, because she, -bop was. she -bop is about masturbation. Yeah, I didn't yeah, know so, that Tipper Gore had her fucking angst up about so it. So in my fantasy, Tipper Gore's um, vagina monologues is she replaces all of those words with flower. <laughs> my flower <laughs> is. <laughs> Who do we have this week, Jay? Who's our guest? Oh, okay. This is really. I'm a fan of everyone. Uh, everyone that we have on, <laughs> but this is my big get of the century. Um, Stop. yes, I, she thinks I'm in a club of my own and I absolutely know that's not true. It's 
It's Mika Strawhorn. And she is, so she is a writer, a columnist for D-Listed. She's also a singer of Berkeley Broadway Singers. She had her own <laughs> podcast, no longer in existence, but you can still listen to it. Celebrity Booze Cruise. I paid the year out. I paid my rent for the year, so it's up there. And I said, okay, I'm, I got, I got, I got to say, you are one of my divas. You know this because I've written to you. And um, uh, very few people in my life that I spend every day with, and you're one of them. Oh my um, God. You came, uh, you came <laughs> on to D-Listed. So D-Listed, if you all don't know, this is my celebrity rag. It was started by Michael K. And it was just him. It was just a one-man band for a while. And then he got Allison on. And it was, so it was a two-person band. And then, am I right? You came on, you were kind of the group that kind of came in. Uh, yeah, it was me two. and a couple and a couple others. Uh, maybe just one other, actually. It was me and other one, and I'm, I'm the I'm the one that's still there. <laughs> and, and thank fucking God because <laughs> they didn't scare me off. The commenters did not scare me off. Oh, you! And thank God because I instantly just I you were my writer for me. I oh. when I first when I first saw you, I uh, I was so obsessed with your wit and your words. I I just it's that thing when we talk about finding um, a diva and that feels like uh, they're they're ours. Uh, they mean really something to us, and you've really meant something to me. And I I I I've memor I would memorize your schedule. I think for a while you weren't in the beginning of the week, so then I had to wait for you to get <laughs> at the for the last three days, and that stressed me out. I remember the first week you took off, I was panicked. I thought you were gone because people sometimes people would come and go. Sometimes so, they come. We had we've had a couple that just like showed up for one week and then disappeared. Forever. So I had to go so. through all the other posts, and I mean, I was like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to have to find her. I'm going to have to get her contacts, find out where she's going next, so I can continue <laughs> reading me." You have improved my. You've improved every day. I get to have you in my life. I never make sure to miss a post of yours. And I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful to you. Uh, you make sometimes a really, really bad day, just that much better. And I just want to thank you so much. Oh, that is so <laughs> kind. I, I, I mean, I really appreciate it. Cause you know, sometimes like, I really, I mean, all I do is like crack jokes about celebrities all day. And it, it, some days it's easier than others. Some celebrities are obviously harder than others and easier than others, but like, you know, it kind of feels like, what am I doing with my life? Like, this is so like, how, how you know, how, the, uh, you know, fifth post in the week about a Kardashian. Like, how is that actually helping anybody in the greater scheme of things? But I know that when I've been, you know, struggling or having hard times, it's like there's always like some kind of media pop culture that has always just been able to take me away. So if I'm able to give that to somebody, that is such a thrill, and it really helps. It really validates my. Um, choice of, of occupation oh i hope so i hope so i mean this little gay boy's heart can't take i mean i'm telling you like it I, I you took another vacation and then i had to get used to you taking vacations i can't get used to you leaving i need you i know a lot more people do need you can a diva get a break okay <laughs> no diva don't get no breaks not when the gays not when the this gay boy so thank you and okay who are we doing who are we doing who's your diva Oh my God, my diva is probably my very first ever diva. Uh, one Miss Cindy Lauper. <sighs> I mean, so it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna date myself here, which you know it's it's, it's out there it. anyway. So uh, my very first concert I ever went to was uh, Cindy Lauper, 1984, at the Berkeley Community Theater, and um, I was so I had to look it up. I was like, wonder when that was exactly because I, I in my mind and I, it was uh, September 26, 1984. So I probably went for my birthday, which is in September, and it was my I would have been 12 years old. I mean, 
talk about being able to be influenced by a pop star at that time and yeah. then have it to be Cindy, who is not only just like so fun and exciting, but also, you know, um, so talented, you know, and just to be able to put, put up, uh, add any, like try to suck as much of her essence into my own burgeoning being as possible. Was, and was she was amazing. so, so cool. So and cool. such an original. I mean, just yeah. wanting to be like her, like looking up to her. This is, I'll just say this for uh, all of all of our lovely battle angels. That's what we call our fans, our battle angels. They're named after Alita. And um, <laughs> we... Uh, the high angel. The high angel <laughs> Alita. We're doing something with Cindy, actually, that we only have ever done with one other music star, Aretha Franklin, which is we're going to just go through a pe- we're oh, going through just one, more one album. One oh, album. Oh, I didn't realize hers. you'd only Who? done it one other time. That's so cool. One more bitch, Way Back to Paradise. We've done Way Back to Paradise. Oh, Audra McDonald too. Audra McDonald Audra. too. Audra. So we're doing, Audra. we're doing her first <laughs> album, She's So Unusual, today. The iconic, the iconic Mika. album. The Mika. first, iconic. we're starting at the very beginning. And okay, so I wrote Mika. I just was like, I was like telling Nick, I, I was like, you know, building myself up. Like, I'm going to write my favorite writer. I'm just going to write my favorite writer. And I'm just going to first give a compliment. And then I really hope she doesn't think I'm trying to butter up to get, because I really just wanted it to be a compliment. But I was like, and if you have a time to join us for this podcast. And so we were, we've been exchanging ideas. And before you had given us this idea, Nick and I had tried to do Half Full of Stars. Do you know that album? Mm-hmm. I don't know that album. And that's like her 1993 album. And, uh, and it, it, we really liked it, but it didn't, we didn't know what to say. And then you came at, at us with being like, what about, uh, she's, she's unusual. She's so unusual. And we were yeah. like, perfect. perfect. It's so funny because, because for Cindy, for me, like I, it was this album and like these couple of years, it was like 1984, 85, when this album came out and she blew up. And then I, you know, I, as I aged, I, I didn't follow her. I mean, I remember the Olympics coming and she had um, a true colors for the Olympics. And I, I felt like a lot of like nostalgia. I was like, oh, it's Cindy, my girl Cindy. But I kind of moved on to other things by then. And it wasn't until Kinky Boots that I kind of remembered like how, just how instrumental Cindy was in my, in my development as a, as a singer and also just as like a, a consumer of, of pop culture and like my own personal identity, you know? Take us back to that beginning, to that origin of that first time you heard her voice. What were well, you wearing? <laughs> Where was the cat? On the couch? In the so, yard? Uh, I grew up in, in Berkeley. So, I mean, it, it's an incredibly diverse city, but it's actually pretty segregated. And I'm biracial. My uh, um, my mom's white, uh, who I grew up with. My dad is black. Well, he was. They're both past. But um, so even though the neighborhood and the, the schools were diverse, it was still a really segregated community. Mm. Um, so I was trying to, like, find my way, like, you know, what, what, where is my place? What, what, where, what do I belong to? And I'm going to, I'm going to guess it was Girls Just Want to Have Fun video. Because um, I used to watch a lot of MTV. I was a latchkey kid, so like, they're watching so much, so much MTV. And then it, like, just kind of blew up, right? Yeah, it just blew up from there. But I remember watching that video. And if you remember in the video, like, it's, like, so goofy. Like, she's, like, at home with, like, you can tell it's, like, a weird set with her, her, it was a Captain Lou Albano playing her dad and, like, mm-hmm. whatever. 
And then, you know, she's got this anthem, which honestly, I, it's so overplayed now, I can hardly stand to listen to it. But going back and watch the video, I was reminded about why it was like so, it's so exciting for me. It's like she calls all her girls on the phone, you know, like at some point, and they have like the, you know, the Zoom heads or whatever. Um, and like, she's got black friends, she's got Asian friends, like, and they're all funky and cool. And I'm like, wait a minute. United Colors of Bennington and I who? And friends with Cindy Lauper, like I, this is blowing my mind. Like this wow. is an inclusive thing that I first time I'd seen. Like you know, you know, young people like of different races actually like you know rocking out together, or whatever. And wow. I remember that. And my friend, my best friend at the time, who lived in the apartment buildings across the across the way. It was like a weird little cul-de-sac we lived on. Um, she and I um, just like it was like our our goddess, right? And the, the two of us would like. I remember being in her living room and just like singing and dancing and swirling and twirling to girls just want to have fun, you know, while our moms are at work. And uh, there was this uh, store called Yarmo Zone up on Telegraph Avenue, which we would go and we would get our, our, if it would have been going with the battle angel metaphor, like we would go get our armor, which was, you know, all yes. of our jelly, our jelly bracelets, our like lucite earrings, like that were neon. Uh, I remember I had some neon fingerless gloves, oh. some purple lace something. Um, and so, like, yeah, we would, like, dress up and we just, you know, tease our hair. Well, she would tease her hair. I would just not let my hair, just let my hair do its thing. <laughs> and, like, you know, sometimes we'd spray it and, and whatever. And then just, like, we were really, like, emulating her. And that's the first time I've, I'd ever, and probably the last time that I've, like, emulated someone's, like, style, like, fashion-wise or just kind of, like, really became, like, hysterically obsessed. <laughs> I remember when I was first in Brooklyn, and, and I used to love to turn a look, you know, kind of like Cindy. Uh, if if I was wearing too much, I would always put one more thing on. And <laughs> I, but I remember <laughs> at I, I have this like such clear memory of going out going out with my club kids friends and then we were getting back on the on on the train at like 3 a.m and I started kind of taking accoutrements off to kind of tone down and they were like what are you doing and I was like well we're well I don't we're, we're done with the club like you know it's late at night and they were yeah. like no 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 that's it's important that you keep that on uh, and I remember I remember being like as armor as to kind of show like we are the weirdos. And yeah. as opposed to trying to hide that. And that was like so clear as like, oh, that that's political in and of itself. That's activism in and of itself is to to stand Absolutely. out. And that's mm-hmm. what she did. She I gave even, she gave that, right? Yeah. I even wrote this in my notes. I had like, I mean, I spent so much of my time trying to be invisible, like at school. I didn't want anybody to see him. I didn't want to comment upon. I didn't want to get, you know, I just uh, that, that was like my 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 uh reason like my whole you know it had to be at school so if i'm gonna be at school nobody's gonna notice me that way i can't i don't have to like answer any hard questions or like decide who i'm gonna be friends with i'm not friends with anybody but then i remember like seeing cindy and like having her you know that real punky kind of fun style be like felt like something that was accessible for me and that maybe it was okay to like show some flair you know without having it you know be me deciding which which of the the very strict paths in school that I was going to go with, you know, it she, literally it, looks like she ha- had Velcro, like uh, put Velcro on, on her body and twirled inside of a thrift store. And then, 
the scarf that just like looks like she sprayed like she hair sprayed it out yeah. to stick out like <laughs> how the fuck did that happen <laughs> yeah there's this element of like she took this punk aesthetic and made she's so joyful about it yeah. Like in that video, like it's a rebellion. Like she is about being rebellious, but she really loves her parents. And there's this, I was thinking this right. like mother daughter yeah. thing. She's like, re- it's like daughters remind your moms oh, what mommy it was like to be. Know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. so sweet. <laughs> there's just such a kindness to her in everything she does. So while yes. she's extremely punk and rock and roll and bucking yeah. the system, she's yeah. doing it from a place of love and joy. And it's oh, something absolutely. I think makes her so unique. Yes. And yeah, and then she's like, yeah, again, like, she's just like, so, um, I don't know, I I get overwhelmed. So (laughs) somebody else talked about it. Should we start from the beginning? A very good place to start? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, money changes everything. This is the, okay. This first, this like six sweet set of songs. Yeah. One of the most. It's so good impeccable impeccable <laughs> i challenge anyone i'm looking at you alanis morissette jagged pill to give me a better set mm-hmm. of six songs and especially for a second when money changes everything right this is like what the same year or very close to when material girl came out and I'm, it's so easy to like throw the madonna cindy Lauper comparisons out there right but right and i'm not i'm not trying to do that but it's just like you think about material girl Versus money changes everything. And if you're just thinking about what's the title. Oh, wow. Someone could think that that's similar to that. But that song is so much depth and it's just really adult in a lot of ways. Where, whereas like, that was like one of the things about Cindy Lauper for me is like, she gave me like a space to play with, you know, between childhood and adolescence and adulthood to play with like, you know, thinking about adult themes like sexuality. Like some of her songs are very like sensual. Um, and some of them are just like totally goofy. Right. And that's the, to have that kind of, she held that space in between like adolescence and adulthood that made it feel safe to be, retain some of my childish ways. So that was always a late bloomer, you know, um, but also to like start thinking about, you know, boys, Bopping, that type of thing. Money. And also on money and money. This was me and money. Kid, I had never heard an anti like what I believe to be an anti corporate song. 
about how destructive money is. You know, as a kid, I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, you got to make it to spend it. Like, I want that McMansion. I want that pool. Right. And I, this is like one of my first punk moments of uh, uh, really was of hearing this song. And she she really did. She wanted the song to kind of sound like The Clash. So she really was like, she really was kind of putting this like punk ethos on it. Oh my gosh. And when she wails at the end of oh. the song. Four octave range, which I don't think Come people on. think about. Come on! I think people think Miss Cindy can just scream. No, she can sing. Mm-mm. That oh, voice, yes. it's and it's also so singular. You know, I oh. was reading so much about how many times she's had vocal surgery and vocal uh, problems. And right before making this yeah. album, she did. And it kind of carved out this amazing, virtuosic wail that no one else has. You can always hear her, like in the We Are the World. You always know when yeah, Cindy's hit in the exactly. note. Exactly. Oh, yeah. You know? That song just lights on fire as soon as it gets to oh, the I mean, And to be God. in that room with all of those virtuosos, <laughs> like to be a virtuoso among virtuosos yes. is so amazing to me. Chills, yes. Speaking of Money Changes Everything, one of the most amazing things about right before she had this album, also if you guys, um, everyone listening, if you want to go on to Spotify, she does, she released with the 30th anniversary of the album, um, commentary on a lot of the tracks, which is really cool. Sometimes she's not actually talking about the track that she's supposed to be talking about, which is a very Cindy move, and I love that. You, you guys, you can't pin Cindy down. Come on. Or <laughs> even on Money Changes Everything, she's like, oh, this song, I want, you know, I put a lot of the songs on here to make sense, and they make sense. And, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> okay, Cindy. But something that happened to her right before this was she was sued by her former manager from the band Blue Angel, and she... Mm was sued for $80,000 and was bankrupt. And something she talks about, it, she she called this album like she felt like she was getting her shot. She was like, if this was going to be my shot, I was going to leave it all on the table. And that was something to me that's so moving. And you can hear it yeah. in these first four or five tracks. She's like, if this is my album, I'm going to do the shit that I love and I'm not yeah. going to mark a second of it. Well, yeah. before Blue Angel, she um, when she was with Blue Angel, she had been offered continuously uh, solo to do to, to, by other record labels to do solo uh, projects. And she kept turning them down because she wanted to make success with the band. And, and then again, like you said, then her manager sued her for $80,000. She got an inverted um, cyst on her uh, throat. And she was kind of told she was never going to be able to sing again. And then she became a waitress and had all these other jobs. And then it was singing in New York that um, the head of Epic uh, Records found her and kind of was like, okay, well, like, here's it. Here it is. Here's this chance. Um, 
and and yeah and I, and then she just exploded with it. I do think she wanted to write more on the on this record. I think that was her biggest challenge is that they wanted her to yeah. do more covers. Like Money Changes Everything is a cover by Tom Gray of the Brains. And the second song, which we've already talked about, but let's keep talking about it. Girls just want to have fun. Is also a cover, right? Yeah. So I didn't know until this week that it was a cover of a, a very extremely misogynistic song. And I think Cindy was like, "Mm mm, <laughs> isn't it? Isn't Turned it? it into like such an amazing anthem? I mean, it's just so pure, right? It's- it's cr- it's crazy. The guy Robert Hazard, he he originally wrote it, and in his demo, he's basically just being like that strange. Like I, I this is why I think men are genuinely psychopaths because <laughs> they're like, oh, those powerful world controlling women with all of their sexual whims and ways are just going to destroy us. We little men. And that was his take on girls just want to have fun. Right. And I think in one of the, he makes like those girls just want to have fun, which is like adding that word just makes it those. so gross. It's, it, it's also, yeah, it's like, they're not, it's like just those, those over there, that group, right. That group of just those, generalized you know, those, women. Those hoes basically. Those, hoes, you know. those, yeah. those group of hoes. Um, and then Cindy I mean, takes Cindy it. saw that was able to like realize that this, you know, actually this is a good song, but we're not going to have any of that. <laughs> yeah. Let's turn that Hemi anthem into like the ultimate young yeah. woman's empowered anthem of the eighties. Yeah. so overplayed but going back to it uh you know it was just like it's like just like the what is it i don't know is it a keytar you know just like the 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 instrumental Ooh, the marimba the marimba solo i don't know I, what's going on in there fucking, but it's so i like... fucking love a marimba <laughs> solo i went to a bunch of different weird music schools in high school and college and i i would go to the if there was a marimba concert i was always in the front row <laughs> Because those people are magic with those little mallets. It's my favorite instrument. Write it on my tombstone. She- oh, in the in the money, uh, money changes everything video I watched recently. Uh, the the fella is playing a now it's not a guitar it's when you have a a little keyboard that you breathe into what is that called harmonica breath guitar a a breath guitar a breathing guitar <laughs> you don't see those anymore one of those so good funny. old breathing guitars <laughs> yeah. oh no 
This is going to be played with your mouth like and a, your fingers. It sounds kind of like a harmonica, but it's got a little keyboard on it. And you like play the little keyboard, but you put it up to your oh, mouth. Oh, is it like, is it like what a, like a mythological Greek, um, no, no, a, a pan flute, a pan flute? It's literally like a little mini keyboard, like, you know, like a Casio keyboard, but with a mouthpiece. Is that would suck. I've been having to blow up a lot of um, so cool things, and it's really difficult. It's actually one of the things <laughs> that really stresses me the fuck out. I'm like, I, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to the pool. All right, I have to give myself five fucking hours to like pass out to blow up this goddamn inner tube. Um, and then I blew it up so bad. I blew it up so fucking bad. It was. I was like, this is so cute. It's full of glitter. Well, it's not gotcha. cute when I'm when my breath was too strong that it popped in the pool, and then the glitter came out everywhere. And then I just picked up my inner tube and ran because well. I was like, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. Glitter diarrhea down your leg or something. Oh my god. Oh my gosh, Sid, you would be like, that's gorgeous. Who cares? Girls just want to have fun. Money changes everything. song she was like i want this song to have a reggae kind of beat but with or a reggae sound but with a motown beat was her mm-hmm. uh, and the, so like and she and she really does talk about how she takes all of her references all of the things she loves and she pays homage to it she is a white artist at least who is robbing from the black community and will say no these are who inspired me this is who i the listen guy to on the little mouth guitar was, uh, <laughs> was, a, was a black guy yeah, yeah. see that mouth <laughs> and see? black people in it so again it's like you know even there, though when I went to the concert, it was it was probably my first of many, 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 many times being uh, the only uh, non-white person in a sea of white girls. So. Oh, really? <laughs> at, at Cindy's? At, but, okay, oh, but, at the concert, yeah. But I <laughs> love what girls? you said about that video, though. And, like, mm-hmm. you think about what a little bit of representation yeah. in, like, the video. How, like, how that can go to influence uh, some young woman's entire life. And I didn't even think about it like concretely at the time it wasn't until just this week when i was watching that video i was like that was it mm. that was pro- i'm sure that's what made me feel like cindy was for me and she, here, and she know? said she was cognizant of that she was like she she really kind of forced oh that yeah you there. don't do that on accident in no. the 80s in the, yeah that no you would have to I, i'm sure actually yes. have to put she some probably muscle got pressed, into that pushed, i bet you she did i bet yeah. you she did I love that about her, though. She puts muscle into everything, into yes. her singing, into her yes. activism. And there is lots of people like to love to talk about, oh, it's so effortless and everything's effortless. Well, for most of us who don't come from like super privileged backgrounds or a lot mm-hmm. of money, everything doesn't feel effortless. It feels like effort. And that's what I love about Cindy. Her yes. singing costs her something. She puts effort into, effort into it. She works hard and you can hear it. And it's like, yeah, I have to work hard, too. She's like a real people's diva. Yes. 
And wait, can I talk? Okay, so I'm going to really follow that up with talking about something not as exciting as that, but good, babe. I love that. That is powerful. But now and I'm sad that I'm following that up with about the overplay of this song, though. Can we talk? Um, oh, yes, I got Yes, please. Let's talk, talk. Because, because Let's talk. growing up, I can only imagine how that song was fucking on, every, on the radio station constantly. Oh, absolutely. But it didn't go away because then my light FM picked it up and they're like, oh no, this will be played every day for the rest of your fucking life. So it's like, <laughs> you can still go to any, it's like, so since 83, at least once a day on, on multiple times a yeah. day on, on some, the light FM stations, this song is still going on. I got to tell you. So I lived in Switzerland for a couple years and in the grocery stores there, they uh, always play uh, 80s pop songs. I don't know why it's a thing. I was in the grocery store and girls just want to came, have fun came on. I was like, this is so surreal. <laughs> like, how is this happening? I can't escape. You can't escape. And the next song, which is my favorite song on the album, is a Prince cover, When yes. You Were Mine. Yes. This, I remember I when I heard the Prince version, I was like, oh, he's singing that Cindy Lover song. <laughs> <laughs> That's so I mean, because he wasn't as, she talks about it in the commentary. Like, I don't think Prince had like really blown up yet. She was like, he was yeah. just this guy in a jockstrap who opened for Mick Jagger. <laughs> she was like, I liked him, but... <laughs> And, but I think this is her best vocal on the record. Oh, it's so good. She's those whistle tones. She just flies off on this vocal and it's, oh, so good. Um, she also keeps in the uh, she also keeps in the queerness of the song. She doesn't change the pronoun the gender pronouns. I I remember mm-hmm. that from when I was singing it when I was in my bedroom, right? I'm like, oh, what happened there? Oh, I, I guess I'll just go with it. Cindy's okay for Cindy. I can sing that too. So who am I in love with in this song? Who am I? Who, who is she? Oh, is it she? Is it a she? Well, it's my sheets. I don't know anything about dirty sheets, but you know, it's okay. <laughs>
I think that's so awesome and so queer, but also like, I, like right before this, I was like, is, I, I probably typed in a thousand times in my life, is Prince really not gay? Question mark. <laughs> because like, because <laughs> his songs are so gay and so queer. And even in this where like, he has that line about sharing clothes with, like I, I used to share all my clothes with you. I was like, yeah. Prince, who are you singing about that with? <laughs> like, who did you share your clothes with? Look, if um, you were dating Prince, I don't care, man, woman, uh, you were sharing his clothes. I mean, I would die to put on some of Prince's little cha-cha heels. Are you kidding me? Oh, Prince's oh. cha Prince's cha-cha heels. If I would <laughs> my my thick love handles wrapped around one of those thongs, those, those high-waisted <laughs> thongs going cutting me right up, right cutting me right yeah. up. Delicious. Floss me, Daddy. Floss me. <laughs> oh, oops, Prince, you caught me in one of your thongs again. <laughs> <laughs> did you all peep the video i sent you of when she sings it at the um american music awards killer yes. performance yes so uh, beautiful so she just beautiful has a, she's no there are a few people with that longing in her voice like this yes, unrequited yeah. love like she just yeah. really she that was the sensuality that i was talking about it's like mm -hmm. it, it's there and like it's not something people associate with cindy Lauper because you know whatever but i mean it is if on uh all through the night too it's like i, I mm. get there but i mean just that uh, oh she's got oh it's so beautiful her tone she's, is so gorgeous she's trapped in that longing yeah um okay track number four again an, the most overplayed overplayed song on earth but still sends me back to the high school dance every time, <laughs> time, after time. this is oh, this yeah. is this is to me this is um, this is prom gateway to, to wedding song. Like you cannot escape from the moment you go into your prom yeah. until you go to a wedding. This is going to haunt you for the rest of your yeah. fucking life. Mm -hmm. This this song like shoots taffeta out at you. you this know, song is what malls open up to and then yeah. close to every day. Exactly. <laughs> like I I turn that song on and like the lights go down and I don't know how it happens and then like this weird like kind of like like stroby light goes around like. Yeah, and you just start animals. hugging and waddling with anything exactly. you have. And then <laughs> you start hugging and waddling, and then all, you, all of a sudden you notice random people are ga gathered up against the wall to watch you slow dance with yourself. Right, right. <laughs> and all Roses of a sudden some girl you didn't even know was in the room like breaks out into tears and like runs off the dance floor. It's so weird. <laughs>
song she did write. This song, this was one of the songs that she did get to pen herself. Um, so she gets all the all the rights to this one. And, and the crazy thing about it, she says in the commentary, literally, it's a guy bought her a clock, and it was so loud she hid it in the bathroom of her her apartment, and I could still hear it. So when I say the clock ticks and I think of you, I really do because I always hear that clock. Time after time after time. <laughs> it's literal. She's like, no, literally, I wrote this because I couldn't stop thinking time after time after time. <laughs> the record producers wanted to put this as as her first single. They were so enchanted by it, of course, because it is so enchanting. Uh, but no, she 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 really was like, no, I want something boppy, and that's why they first released um, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." But yes. this was her, but this was her first number one single. Wow! Yeah, time this was time. her big number one, and she won Song of the Year with it. She won, best new, artist. She won, she best, won new best new artist. She won best new artist, which yeah. all my favorite artists do: Bette Midler, Phoebe Snow. <laughs> you know, all my girls. Fiona Shaw. Love- all right, Fiona, Fiona Apple. <laughs> Fiona what Shaw. Did you call <laughs> I think I think Fiona Shaw also deserves the best new artist Grammy. <laughs> Ch- oh. Ch- child's book for child's book <laughs> for reading a child's book. Harry Potter. Hmm. No. Well, I have a story about time after time. So this is again at the concert, right? And uh, I loved Cindy more than anybody I thought. And then I was at the concert and all these girls started working up some tears and they were like crying, tears streaming down their face because of the emotion of it all. And I was like, something weird is going on here because I feel very deeply about this, but I, no tears were coming. And so I thought there was something wrong with me, so I faked it. <laughs> yes! I very distinctly remember sitting there looking around and like, I'm shit, everyone's crying. Cindy might look at me and I'm not crying and she won't know. So my, I was like squeezing, squeezing out some tears. My other fantasy <laughs> is that you're squeezing out the tears and then you walk up in the bunch of white girls and start holding their hands. And now they I love you. I love you all. <laughs> You're gonna torment me later in high school, but for right now, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna just destroy, you're try to destroy my life. But for this one moment in time, we're sisters. Um, <laughs> but for me, and for me, it was for me that uh, the haunting of it was was being on Romeo and Michelle's um, uh, the mo- the movie and yeah. High School Reunion and. Everyone watching that, then going to dances and reenacting this, and then also crying. Like it came back in the '90s, this song in a whole nother big way. Huge way that everyone was so upset. That's the thing. Her songs kind of this song and girls just want to have fun. They kind of keep refinding cycles. True Colors too. That mean that's not this album, but True Colors is also always popping up. Remember they used it for the Olympics, right? And then it was like. And then I mean, all the gay people, we yeah. started using it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> we bought we bought the rights to the rainbow, and then we bought the rights <laughs> to that song. Yeah, the gay mafia is frightening. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to one of the headquarters. <laughs> we control women, <laughs> famous women, so. Oh, 
Okay, so time after time really reminds me of cra crazy for you. Oh, oh yes, which you guys were just talking about the go-go's. Yes, go yes, and it, no, crazy for you wasn't the go-go. The Bangles is that the who bangles. she's covering? Well, no, no. Madonna. Oh my Madonna. god, Madonna's crazy. Diva, diva <laughs> fart, diva <laughs> fart, diva That's fart. A diva <laughs> fart. <laughs> crazy for you. I think you guys did talk about that song on your last episode, which was about the go-go. So I have a reason. Oh, I love that you're just like staying really current on all the apps too. I'm so proud of you that we've made a battle angel out of you. You absolutely have. Yes. Oh. This is the song where she where she's like, I see you standing across the floor, like slowly making in the smoky room. Yes. yes. Can't you feel the weight of my Sorry, I could go We're not stopping you. We're not stopping. That's you. my after time after time. That's my number two. I want to slow dance in ninth grade song. Oh, definitely. Well, they both like have the same kind of like te like that crescendo into like mm -hmm. you know. See, Nick, I remember in Camp Town at Duna, you were dating a lady, and that was your song. Crazy for you? Was that <laughs> yes. true? I, I remember oh, that as being like, oh, honey, this isn't going to last long, but I'm never going to forget this. <laughs> Every time I hear this song. <laughs> I, I think I then made it my song with my first boyfriend, which was like a couple summers after that. A reset there. <laughs> I trotted that one out as, a, as a, like a romance song with a few people. Honey, he yeah. might be crazy for your outfit, but he's not crazy for you. Okay. <laughs> Gay mafia. <laughs> okay. Now let's move on to the bop. <laughs> oh, I remember not knowing that the word masturbation was a dirty word, but not knowing, like never being able to quite remember it. Like, so like I would get that, it would get it mixed up with other words, but I knew that masturbation but was. It's still gross. Masturbation. Dirty, but I didn't know that it was, you know, what it, what it actually meant. And then when she Bob came out and then I was, you know, I love this song. Oh, this song's so good. And then me and my friend were talking, we're like, What's she talking about anyway? <laughs> we're like, duh. And then like we went like in in like um detective mode and we're like trying to decipher all the lyrics and like figure out exactly <laughs> what's a blue boy magazine? Now what is what could that mean? What does that mean? Like, you know, like, like lyric by lyric trying to like figure out exactly all the different ways somebody might masturbate. Because it's like be something we might want to try. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not if Tipper Gore has anything to do with it, you're no, not. Start the explicit content yes. on the labels. Well, I remember she used that one of the songs. This was in the um, 90s. And she also used Darling Nikki by Prince. That's like what well, sent so her over the motherfucking edge. Dirty song. She Bop is not a dirty song. I'm no. sorry, Tipper. 
Tip her. Listen, tip, tip. Little um, tip, why don't you touch your bean and see me and call me later, okay? Because this is not it. Put a tip <laughs> twice and call me in the morning. <laughs> Put a tip in it, tipper. <laughs> Slip the tip in, okay, Ms. Gore. She was like, she heard her 11-year-old singing Darling Nikki, and she like clutched her goddamn pearls and ran to the Senate to oh, be like, God. and then know? look at this. And then Shea Bop was like five oh, years ago. Okay, next song. Good, good cover, night. guys. We did She Bop Justice. Justice. She Bop. She Bop, She Ray. What's next? All Through the Night. Oh, my God. This is my favorite song. Is this your favorite one from this the album? This is my favorite on the album, for sure. We share oh, a favorite what? song? Why share a favorite song yes. with my favorite writer? Ah! What? <laughs> Why is this, this your is... favorite, Mika? It's just so dreamy, you know, it's like, it just, it was, it's transporting, you know, like the lyrics, I mean, they don't really, it's not concrete, right? It's just kind of this idea of like getting in the car with your lover and then just Mm -hmm. driving all through the night and nothing else in the world matters. And it just, you know, I was, I'm a romantic at heart, especially at 12. I mean, I was just like, (laughs) uh, yes, I want to, I want to dance with somebody for sure. I want to know if he really loves me and I want to go all through the night in the car with a boy, <laughs> like, you know? So those are like, you know, easy songs for me to be like really kind of project my fantasies onto. Mm. Um, and that was one of them. Like it was just so romantic. All through the night I'll be awake and I'll be with you This precious time when time is new Oh, all through the night today Knowing that we feel the same without saying We have no past, we won't reach back Keep with me forward The thing for me is, I don't think they're driving. This is how I see the song. They're staying up in bed all through the night. And they're doing one of those movie positions where they're sitting up, scissoring, facing each other, and, like, caressing each other. You know? What page of The Joy of Sex is that on? That five. um, Five and 25. Five and 25, okay. And, you know, so, like, that movie version where, like, uh, like you can kind of see a side boob, but they're touching, and you just kind of see body parts, and it's all through the night. Is there a wind machine? Is there a wind machine? Oh yeah, w- yeah, wind machine. There's a <laughs> black light. There's like a Some black purple light. pieces of fabric, just like waving, blowing, just blowing. Doves, doves, doves are yeah. going back and forth, crossing back and forth. <laughs>
the song is so sexy. I think it's so beautiful. I think it's <laughs> it's so soft. Here's what I love about her. Here's some classic shit that I love about her that like I feel like now, you know, you get chromatica and it's like one thing. Um you get on um, that Dulipa album. Again, it's kind of one vibe. Mm-hmm. This I I love that she gives us um a she bop to a ballad. And it's like and we get to really have we get to have these kind of and then and then how how fun and and Pee Wee Herman asks girls just want to have fun. Like we get the gamut. And I miss that. I miss that on an album. That to me is like a, a kind of fully realized, fully baked in there with all the fun ingredients album. Yeah. It's been a, a long time. I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't listen to like full albums anymore. I find it my, my, my dotage. I just, you know, I don't. And it's so interesting to like sit down and like listen to an album, like as it's supposed to be. And it's just so well put together, you know, it's just, it's, and it really just reminded me that I would be sitting there and would listen to the whole thing, top to bottom, and then start it all over again. I had the, we had the Columbia House uh, subscription. Yeah. So yep. you know, I get my little Columbia House tape and I'm, I'm pretty sure I had to replace that, that one at some point because it just got so much airplay. I oh, just this- bought. The other day, I just bought Cindy's Detour album, which is a pretty recent one, which is her blues album. Uh-huh. And I've been listening to it on vinyl, and it's so good. And the more I listen to records, the more I listen to the full thing. Yeah. You know, and like listening becomes a bit of an event again with the record. But yeah, she's still putting out good shit. I've definitely, this has definitely inspired me to to go back and listen to all the Cindy that I missed from the years, you know, 1986 on, because... Again, like, yeah, as a, I was obsessed for a couple of years and then I just kind of, you know, I just not like I forgot about her. She was always part of me, but. And we need to wear scarves now. So now you can just like wear scarves on your face, through your hair, um, on on your arm. (laughs) You could always just have a lot of scarves just in case one does fall off. You now could just pick one back up. Yeah. I've got to work on my collection of uh, loud tinkling bangles and such and. Oh, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that moment in the We Are the World video when she realizes that she's fucking up the tape because they're. <laughs> she's. Is it my earrings? Oh, she just like starts taking it off and you real Because I didn't really. She's, that's so much a part of her look, right? You don't realize. And then when she starts taking it off, you're like, Jesus Christ, she's got a lotion on. <laughs> she's crazy. got like all these necklaces and then she's got her bangles and then her, yeah, her big giant earrings. And like, this she's a little lady was able to pull off a lot of look. For such so a lot of look. A lot of look and it doesn't look like the, and she's wearing the look. That's what Oh, can, absolutely she's wearing it. She's yeah. so confident and comfortable in that in, in that and I think that's what it would that's that's what how you you can everyone can be crazy but it's if you're comfortable in it that's what's going to inspire other people to be like, "Oh, yeah. look, like this seems like a natural fit and I want to be I want to be one of the weirdos." Too. Yeah, oh, definitely. Like her whole thing with all the videos with like the, the wrestlers and just um, I think I sent you guys the clip from the the Goonies are good enough video. Yeah, which I had not remembered until I again was watching it again. How long that like there's like a whole, you know, minute and a half, two minute intro before the song even starts where she's like working at her dad's gas station. And yeah. like, he's got all these rubber bands hanging off of his face. And like that was weird. Like a, the people come in and she's like cut free cookies and like all these weird wrestler people come and like what is and going on and then she like goes through and crawls through the hole in the wall and all of a sudden she's in the Goonies movie I'm like what? Uh, <laughs> and I was your... like such a weird kid like and I that was like you know my my yearbook everyone was like oh stay weird you're so weird and like I was like oh I, you can be like I feel like I 
her and like Mel Brooks and Money Python were like so much like this kind of like goofy stuff that like really informed my sense of comedy. She, uh, who's your, who was your favorite Goonie? Oh, well, so I was, a, I was a, a mouth mouth was my, yeah. I had a big yeah. crush on Corey Feldman. You know, he oh. really did some solid work there. We had the one, the three, Oof. the three way. I mean, we had stand by me. We had, uh, the vampires, uh, What's a vampire movie? Oh, what is that vampire movie with Corey Feldman? Yes. Oh, no, wait. I know it. I know it. Young. The um, boys are young. Oh, my God. Brain fart. Oh, my God. The boys are young. The Lost Boys. No. Lost, Lost boys. boys. Thank you. Jesus. Lost Boys. And then the I, movie I movie. hope it wasn't called The Boys Are Young. Scratch that. Have, that sounds gross. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the boys are young. The boys are young. Watch the this. The Lost Boys. <laughs> But he was so good in those movies. He was such a great kid actor. And I had a huge crush on him. And I think most of it was due to Goonies. And I just thought he was so adorable. Oh, so adorable. Goonies and Stand By Me. Because River was also my... Oh, let's get started on Who is your Goonie River now? Phoenix would only be like 52 right now. I know that crazy. Nick, who is your Goonie? Goonie. No, also Mouth. I loved, I loved Corey Feldman. I loved Corey Feldman. Who's your Goonie? I, Josh Brolin. Oh, honey. Oh, you went for the big boy. When he was working mm. out, working out, and working out. And from then on now, still to now. And his Instagram You're, is so annoying. He was too Always manly for queen. me at that time. He was too, like, too intimidating. But he's, yeah, me too. And he still he's acts like adult. that. He's still like, blah, 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 yeah. But he's giving <laughs> well, me my Marky Thanos, Mark. Right? And that's what I want. <laughs> You've been a muscle queen since you were like eight. <laughs> it shows in my body and it shows in my response to men so what can i say i live my truth okay so, so the next song is jason's favorite it's called witness oh no oh, that one's fun this is pulling shit i just i didn't have a hot take on witness <laughs> i love what but i, I love do what, i love witness <laughs> give it witness <laughs> That's it. Just say it. Witness. Witness. Oh, my hot take is the name. Witness. I don't wanna be no. I don't wanna be no. I don't wanna be a witness. She says that, I guess she says that, um, she was like, I was walking down the street with a friend and he almost crossed the street and got hit by a car. And I said, I don't want to be a witness to that. <laughs> no, that's not real. I swear that. to uh-huh. God. No, that's what she said. Like I don't want to have to be a witness to. I'm not going to court. Yeah. It's such a it's such a New York thing though. I remember saying this to a friend about like crossing the street. They're like the cabs are going to hit you. I'm like the cabs don't want to take the time to have to fill out the report. They're not going to hit you. <laughs> My mom and Nick will a, never see, forget. Sydney was anti cop before it was even a thing. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My mom will never forget, Nick, when we first came to New York, you hit the front of a car and you screamed, we're walking here. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm telling you. She thought that was I'm the most amazing you. thing. I I am traffic blind. I can walk into traffic like no one's business. I'm. It's like literally Ripley's Believe It or Not with my friends because they like. I'm just like no, they're not gonna. I always I, say I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get hit by the crosstown bus. That's how I'm gonna go. Yeah, <laughs> just a slow one. <laughs> just a slow rollover by the crosstown. Okay, so that's witness, and I'll kiss you. Wow. Oh, oh, that was how I kiss you. <laughs> this is no. I'll, what? I'll kiss you as a banger. I'll kiss you as a banger. Yes. She wrote it for this album. She kind of co-wrote it with this guy for this album. And she talked about how it, it was like one of the first times she ever just sat down to write something for an album. Like she didn't mm. have any inspiration. They just kind of sat down to like bang one out. Went down to the local gypsy and I handed her the same line. Problematically use, goes to see a gypsy for that love potion number nine. Oh, right. No, that love right, right, right. Um, and then, but I think it's kind of, I think it's really empowering. I think she's, I think she's flipping the script here and is um, being the aggressor in the song. And mm. uh, I, a small correction. Uh, does not she go for the love potion number eight? Oops. Correction. Correction's song. corner. Oh, oh, oh wow. see, she's always, wow. see, that's the subversion. <laughs> that's the subversion. We're that's about. the editor in you. That's the self editor in you. You can't, can't get those facts wrong. You can't get those facts wrong. You can't, can't get that on I'll Kiss You. I'll my, Kiss my You. journalistic standards are, you know, unparalleled. I'll Art Kiss You. Standards. Everyone's favorite song on She's So Unusual. I'll Kiss You. <laughs> Cindy scat. Yeah, that's a skinny <laughs> skinny skinny doodly <laughs> Oh what? That's okay, so and in music history, that's what you call a Cindy scat. Twiddly D and Twiddly Tom. <laughs> you coined that, you coined that. D-listed star right here. Um <laughs> He's so unusual. This is so weird that she named her album off of this song, that she put this in here. I love yeah, her Yeah, so it's almost it. like a throwaway, isn't it? I mean, it's like a Technically. little, it's like, a, like almost like an interstitial, right? Yeah. It, um, the woman who covered it was named Helen Kane. And so she covered this song and then from, uh, from her doing He's So Unusual, and it was from 1929, the creators of Betty Boop formed Betty Boop off of her voice and she sued them for it. Uh-huh. You talk of sweeties, bashful sweeties, I've got one of those. I'm as handsome as can be. But he worries me. He goes to college and gathers knowledge. Oh, and that boy knows. He's up in his Latin and Greek. But in his chic and his weak, cool. 
Cindy kind of has this Betty Boop on acid. Uh, totally, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aspect a, to her. Also, I mean, you can't, these songs kind of uh, bleed together. I mean, I kind of think they should be one track with a slash, but. Right. And yeah, yeah, she does like a little Marilyn Monroe homage too. And Marilyn was using Betty Boopisms and some of her characters. And like, there was definitely an influence there. And I love Um, that kind of continuation. And I think, is it, we always keep talking about Madonna. When I was listening to this, I was like, (laughs) is this before the Madonna Marilyn thing? I don't know. That's what I was wondering too, actually. And, and I don't know, I could be wrong. And this could be something that I totally made up on my mind, but I feel like in one of the videos of some song off that album, Maybe it was at the end of Sheba. I don't know, but she's like going up a, she's like in white top, white uh, top hat and tails and like going up and down a staircase, mm. like a big white staircase. Is that, does, am I making this up? Is this a, was this a fever no, dream that I had? Which no, you're right. I just can't think about song Reminds me again of the Material Girl video in which right. you know, she's on the staircase um, canonically with the the men doing the thing. But in yeah. this, Cindy is wearing a men's wear and like has a uh, cane. Cindy's is more cane. Busby Berkeley, you know. Yeah. But I mean, a- any entertainer. But it's all like, this... kind of like a, that connection there is like you know, the Betty right. Boop and the Madonna and the Cindy to and old how, Hollywood. how they interpret interpret that. Yeah, and That's I love that Cindy, even in like the the cover or the back of this album, it's um, it, the Coney Island. It's the big Coney Island building, right, uh-huh. which she calls the Eiffel Tower of Brooklyn. <laughs> and like she has this connection to old Hollywood, old Brooklyn, old music that I love. She in the yeah. vintage the vintageness of it. It's also a very Bette Midler move of like taking an old chestnutty song and like mixing it around and spinning it up and tying your own confetti bomb to it, you know? Yeah, 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 Tipper Gore, yeah, yeah. I think as you continue your Cindy journey into, like, the more modern albums, that you should come back and cover them with us. Because I do think we could do a Half Full of Stars episode. Oh, I'd love to. I would love to. I'm also into doing Sisters of Avalon. That's also the next Cindy album after Half Full of Stars from 1996. And she gets very political. She sings about Mm. drag queens. She sings about the AIDS epidemic. She sings, Mm -hmm. um, I think Sally's Pigeons on there, which is about uh, Sally's Pigeons on Half Full of Stars. Oh. That's my favorite album. We, Jason and I loved that as kids. The song Sally's Pigeons. And we would sit on this rocking swing he had on his parents house and we would listen to that off of her but we i had the greatest hits the 12 deadly sins 12 deadly sins so you guys are child childhood friends yeah that's so nice yeah <laughs> yeah we've been friends our yeah yeah lives. i would say yeah 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 i would yeah, say yeah, yeah, yeah i would say what my comment <laughs> onto that song is yeah yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> oh 
So it sounds like, Mika, you have more back episodes of For the Girls to listen to, apparently. <laughs> apparently, I do. I tried my best. I only had a couple of weeks, but I did what I could. I really have been enjoying it. I got to tell you Oh, guys, good. It's, it's, well, we hope that you'll come back. And thank you so much you. for coming on to talk about She's Selling This is music. a laughter. My this is a laugh riot. Pressure. This was oh my God. This was, uh, this was a she-bop, a bop for the ages. It was a she-bop. Exactly. We're going to go out on a remix of Girls Just Want to Have Fun from Too Wong Fu. Right, Jay? Yeah, it's really important entitled, Hey Yeah, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. Oh, hey now. Hey now. Hey now. In parentheses, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. (laughs) And if you tune into our Patreon, if you become a Patreon, we're going to stay with Mika and talk about all sorts of celebrity gossip from D-List. And she's going to tell us all of her takes on everything in pop culture and get us all up to date. So give us $7 and go over and listen to that in a Uh, couple days. Yeah. It's a bargain. It's a bargain because soon it's going to start being three hundred dollars a month. So if you get in, that's a that's you, a price jump. That's what I'm saying. Get in at the seven dollar dollar line, lock babies, it in now. babies. Lock it because in now. lock it in now. For, thank you so much for coming on. This was such an honor and such a treat. Uh, thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. Okay, uh, oh. we, we we love you. We love you, Battle and, Angels. And I, Love Cindy so much. I just, if she would ever to listen to this, Cindy, you're my girl. You're, you're all of our, yeah. You are the coolest girl. <laughs> I think Cindy is really one of the coolest divas. I mean, just hands down. She beats her own drum. She's, uh, she's so fucking inspiring. Um, we didn't even get to get into her 2012 We television series. Still so unusual. <laughs> <laughs> We should do that for the Patreon. We could, yeah, yeah. We'll do it sometime. It's a one it's a one season hit. Her husband's on it. He's a snack. He's a Josh Brolin snack. Oh, I'm into it. I'm into Um, it. I'm into it. So And her her son's a white rapper. Her son is a I know. Chet Ch- uh, Ch- Chet Hanks, watch your back, bitch. I always have to. I always have to look at the you know the celebrities' children to see how they're doing. And, and I, um, I have a whole. Okay, let's save it. Let's let's get right into. Okay. Save it for the Patreon. Okay, okay. Bye. Bye. love you guys. Bye. Thanks yes. for tuning Bye. in. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>